Welcome to I Quit Wine. I'm your host, Sarah, and I'm thrilled you're here. If you're sick and tired of having a little bit more than you'd planned to drink and you're ready to change your relationship with wine, then you're in the right place. If you have a serious problem with alcohol, this isn't the place for you. Please get the help you need. Speak to your medical practitioner. But if you're ready to live a hangover-free life, well, then keep on listening. I'm thrilled to have you here. Hello, Sarah Louise Leather here, and you're welcome to this episode of the I Quit Wine podcast. I am delighted to be speaking to you today about quite a serious topic, um, but I'm going to make it as relatable as possible, as usual, by sharing some of my story with it and some insights from working with clients around this over the years. And um, I'm coming to you today from a very, very cold West Cork in Ireland. It is like Siberia today. Yesterday was the most beautiful kind of near spring day, lovely sunshine, and it was absolutely glorious. And today it feels like it's going to snow. So I'm sitting inside with a blanket on my lap and a woolly hat on and a scarf. And um, I'm also feeling a touch fluey or something today i'm not quite sure what's going on i'm just feeling a bit even with the cold weather it's not that cold inside our house and i'm feeling quite chilly a little bit shivery and yeah not the best but i really want to record this today for you and i'd love to hear your thoughts about this topic we're talking about feelings of grief when you stop drinking alcohol and you know we all know it's totally reasonable and expected if you're a normal human being with a normal brain that you feel grief when you lose somebody close to you when you lose a person in your life or a pet some living being that you have formed a connection with a relationship with when they leave this physical plane that we live in uh, of course there are like stages of grief that we go through there are the classic stages um that have been well documented things like denial anger bargaining depression and acceptance but what about when you stop drinking and i used to feel so much shame around feeling these feelings of grief from letting go of alcohol for knowing that it no longer had a place in my life and that was something you know I felt the shame because I thought like what is wrong with me that I feel this way over just this substance in a bottle because when I trained particularly when I did my training um, with LCS around being an over drinking coach it was like it's a neutral substance it does not make us feel anything it's just our thoughts about it that uh, and so like if this is just a neutral substance then why do i feel this way why do i feel like i'm losing my best friend or worse than that and from the work that i've done on myself and with other people realize that the the first stage that sort of denial phase it's it feels a bit like shock and it can happen even before the alcohol is completely gone and it certainly happens in the people like me that go through this stop start cycle for a year or 15 so you can hit a stage when you realize that alcohol really is not doing you any good it's doing you more harm than good no matter how much you are drinking or even when you're not drinking but 
It's um, and when you think about, well, if I continue this relationship with alcohol into the future, it is going to start to cause some real problems. And if I want to live my best life, I know that alcohol doesn't have a place in that. But why do you feel so so bad about it? You know, um, and there is that bit of denial there. And I think it's the denial is part of the reason why so many of us keep going back to it because we're like, don't really have a problem. It's not really that much of a big deal. Yeah, I wake up on maybe Friday, Saturday, Sunday mornings feeling horrible. Maybe it's lasting for longer than it used to. Um, I'm thinking about drinking a bit more than I used to think about drinking. I'm thinking about stopping drinking more than I used to think about drinking. But it's not that much of a big deal, is it? Surely. And this denial can really run through everything that you do. And it's about well, for me, it was just about not truly facing up to the possible consequences of continuing to drink the way that I was, even though over the years it was becoming less and less. It was becoming less frequent. The amounts could be less, sometimes not. Um, and just facing up to what knowing that it was a one-way street it was that downward facing escalator with no going back up that if I stopped I just got to step sideways and pause but there was no going back to the beginning there's no reset there's no reset it's it is just pausing where you're at right now you can absolutely improve your whole life but when it comes to your experience with alcohol it's only going to go in one way and people like it's so insidious they're just drinking that little bit more maybe not more often but the quantities definitely tend to increase over time um so it's we can so often mask this phase by thinking about you know, comparing the difference between yourself and somebody who has a real problem. I'm saying in italics, a real problem, because what is a real problem with alcohol? And you can say, like, well, I don't drink during the day or I don't hide alcohol or I don't have terrible hangovers. And we can like compare ourselves to people who in our eyes seem to have a, a significant problem with it. And um, you th think like, oh, I really am fine. It's this denial phase that there is a problem because as I continually say on this podcast that if you have, it's not about how much you drink, it's about how it makes you feel. And if you don't like the way that you feel when you are drinking or after you have been drinking, that is enough. You do not need to have a rock bottom. You do not have to have some car crash scenario. You do not need to have drunk you know three bottles or five bottles of wine and and tripped over and you know ended up in the emergency room or you don't need to go through any of those scenarios you don't need to have you know your your family call an intervention and say if you don't stop you know something terrible is going to happen you don't need to go get that far to decide that it's not suiting you anymore but this denial can run through so that's the first stage the second stage of the um, sort of the grief stages of um, of when you're stopping drinking can be around sort of anger and bargaining and feeling um, feeling like you um, 
you know that 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 continually checking in with your brain about you know maybe why you couldn't stop when you said you were going to you've made this deal that you were only going to have two drinks twice a week and then before you knew it the bottle was gone or um or i didn't drink last night so i should be fine to drink tonight or i've had a month off so i'm fine i've reset my alcohol thermometer and it's all good and we know that just none of that is true um so if we keep putting off this amazing life that's available to us for another week or another month or another year and this continual bargaining but then you can you know in in with that can come some anger that we just like get so annoyed with ourselves and angry with ourselves because we'd made this deal that we weren't going to do this and then we're doing it again and it just gets exhausting it's like you know holding the beach ball under the water there's only so long you can hold it there before it's just going to pop up again so another stage that we can go through is you know this this guilt stage that can feel quite painful that um uh that you know what what you maybe did or didn't do when you were drinking maybe times that you went to work and you weren't fully yourself if you work for your own business that you weren't fully available maybe there's you know you missed out on signing clients because you felt terrible for a day or um times that you weren't connected fully with people around you maybe children or partner or family members or friends because of the just feeling a bit horrid after drinking and the yet this this does this does absolutely ease over time when you really begin to and that's something that I'm now just so full of gratitude for of actually having that experience that I actually get to have this incredible life after wine because I went through that but at the beginning you don't you you know when you're going through these sort of active stages of grief when you are letting go of it whether you fully let go of it or not you go through it in the process and it does not feel good it doesn't feel good you know this pain it's very painful that stage of thinking about what you did or you didn't do or the consequences of it or are you going to be found out for something that you did years ago or if like I had times of just reliving times when I was a sort of older teenager when I was a student nurse and I'd be out late at night and then you know things that did happen or didn't happen or you know and it's just it's just horrible going through that again and I now have so much compassion for that younger me that was really putting herself in harm's way because of alcohol, of being so incredibly vulnerable. And really, like, I'm very grateful that nothing really terrible happened, but plenty of terrible things happened. There's plenty of times when, you know, I was, I was in relationships with people that I wouldn't have been in or did things I wouldn't have done if I hadn't been drinking and I had so much shame over that for so long and it's something that so many young women I'm sure young men go through it as well but it's something I see in in young women and it's something that you could have so much pain and grief around it's it's I I, I see people continuing to drink because they don't want to face these these memories and they think oh I have to go and make amends or whatever which you don't you don't have to do anything you get to just come to a place of peace with it and that can 
become a place of gratitude later on then as well because you do get to experience life so much more fully because of our experience we can't turn back the clock we can't change the past we can change the way we look at it we can absolutely change the way that we decide to think about it from now on so that was the third stage so the fourth one is around feeling depression feeling low moods um the the reason why so many particularly women i speak to in midlife in perimenopause and menopause very often realize once they start to explore their drinking realize that they were drinking to try and feel better and i can totally relate to this trying to feel better because they didn't like the way they felt because as our particularly as our hormones change things we, we maybe one way of seeing it is like we don't experience maybe joy as much as we did in the past we can feel very dulled or numbed or something and it is a normal part of hormonal change and it doesn't have to be a bad thing because it's 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 i believe that perimenopause menopause is all about with the decreasing estrogen the caring nurturing hormone it's a time when our hormones want us to go inwards a bit more that want us to start taking care of ourselves more we've had our years of maybe taking care of young children or you know or maybe taking care of everybody in the workplace or something and now it's time for us and it's a very liberating time but it can feel really terrible <laughs> when going through it and it can be a reason why so many women in midlife want to drink more because it makes them feel better it gives you that little bit of a lift that dopamine hit that really really concentrated feelings of dopamine and that can feel really good when you're doing it but feel twice as bad when you stop and it keeps so many women drinking to try and feel that feeling of feeling better um, uh, but the thing is alcohol is a depressant it creates so much of the depression and the anxiety and the lack of confidence that you're using alcohol to try and cover up in the first place so it becomes a a perpetual cycle and it is an important stage of grieving and letting go and actually feeling those feelings and working out much better ways of feeling better because dopamine the, the feel-good hormone of dopamine neurochemical is a it, it it's it's something that's available to us when we stop putting in the you know the things that we're seeking pleasure for the in concentrated amounts because like our ancestors a gazillion years ago used to a couple of times a year come across maybe a crop of berries or something and that gorge on them to get these these natural feelings of dopamine and then they wouldn't have it for months afterwards it was a survival mechanism we would die if we didn't have that little burst of 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 dopamine to make us want to seek out these kinds of foods so that we would get a little bit of vitamin c and little so those little micronutrients that kept our bodies functioning but these days we have concentrated pleasure available to us 24 7 with processed foods with alcohol with sugar with social media with netflix binges with online shopping with all those things that can give us a bit of a dopamine hit um, so it's 
it really is a um, a thing that we have to work with our dopamine sensitivity as we stop drinking. But it can feel like like I feel so much worse from not drinking. I feel so low. I feel, and it is a stage we need to go through, but we don't have to do it on our own. And it's part of the reason why I created my academy, the I Quit Wine Academy, IQW Academy, it's called, um, because in community with other women that are doing the same thing and going through the same thing, it be- suddenly becomes fun. It becomes so much more enjoyable. And there's people there to hold you when you're going through these stages because you do not need to do it alone. So it's it's a big one. The, um, uh, the last one that I'm going to cover is the acceptance phase, the acceptance phase of going through grief. And it's realising that, yeah, this is causing a problem in my life, but I am not a problem, but this is causing a problem in my life. And the it's not just that I have to survive without it, that I have to make do, that I have to live a life that's less than because of it. It's that I get to have this incredible life and I no longer need it, that I'm leaving that behind me. And it is, it is actually an incredible thing to get to that phase. And we can go through this cycle over and over again until we fully get it. I certainly went through it so, so many times. And it's something, this is the core of the work that I'm doing now with women that are letting go of wine, of alcohol and having a much better life without it, that the actual stopping drinking is just 10%. That's the first 10, 20% is the first part of it. And after that, it's about learning to live a life where you actually realize the truth, the truth that life is so much better without it and finding ways of not just coping mechanisms but ways of living a much much better life of understanding the understanding all the components of it that's why i say the iqw academy is the most holistic program out there because it's not just about maybe the coaching strategies to move you past it uh it's about the fundamental core aspects of nutrition, of neuroscience, of brain chemistry, of community, of um, trauma responses in our body and nervous system regulation and all of it brought together. And if this speaks to you, I'd love you to join us. We The price is going up on the 1st of next month, so uh, but it is still an absolute bargain. I'm virtually giving it away. So you can go to iquitwine.com forward stroke IQWA, standing for IQW Academy, or it's the Iquit Wine Academy, but it's IQWA um, on the website. Uh, or you can message me on, um, on Instagram, I quit wine underscore with Sarah or pop me an email at IQW standing for I quit wine with Sarah S-A-R-A-H at gmail.com and I will happily get you the link and get back to you. If you have any questions, let me know if you want to share your experience around feelings of, of grief around stopping drinking. I'm very happy to hear them. Um, so feel free to pop me an email around that and if you want some support, if you want to do this in a way that is far more fun, we're sharing 
so many things i'm sharing recipes in the group we're sharing people sharing their favorite books their favorite podcasts i've got a big resources section but also the course the iqw academy course uh 90 day course which we i've got some modules there already but we're getting stuck in in the next couple of weeks so that you know each day what are some little things that you can do or release or let go of or include that are just going to make your life so much better after wine so thank you so much for listening today and i'll be back to you very very soon bye for now Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to hear more, I would love you to subscribe to the show and a rating review would be so, so welcome. And pop along and see me on Instagram at iquitwine underscore with Sarah and feel free to pop me a DM and say hi and tell me what you've loved about the show. I'll be back with you really soon with another episode. Bye for now.